Hey guys, this is Greg, one of the hosts. Mike and I were arguing over a check top five list this week, and after we chokeslammed each other multiple times, we realized that we changed the setting on the computer and has caused us some technical difficulties. As you can see by listening to this, we've got it fixed. We apologize for the poor audio this week, but next week it will be corrected. We hope you enjoy listening. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Go lots of trying just to get up that hill. No, we up in the big league. That's the theme song for the Jefferson. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You out of your mind. What? You really need help. And just because the theme song don't make it not true. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. You both know this is completely fucked up, right? Yeah. And here we go. And welcome to the inaugural episode of the Top 5 for Fighting podcast uh, with me. My name is Mike and my buddy Greg. Good afternoon. <laughs> You're so polite it makes me sick. Well, that's only because we're naked. <sighs> that's so... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Good start. Uh, we're we're going to try and mix wit with ignorance and to keep you updated on all the stuff that you really don't need to know about. But seeing as we're two normal guys, we like a lot of... Sports and movies and entertainment, basically whatever's hot during that week, we're going to do our best to cover everything and cover a top five list every single week and uh, hope for some interaction with whoever's listening. And every week, that's what we're going to do. Yep. If you would like, you can follow us on Facebook right now. Uh, it's Top 5 for Fighting. Uh, five is the number. So it's Top 5 for Fighting. Give us a follow. Uh, we're going to update our Twitter address and we're going to and try to keep everybody informed as to what we got going on. Maybe get some suggestions from the crowd, uh, some feedback, and um, hopefully, hopefully we got a lot of things coming that people can enjoy. Just two normal guys trying to have a good time, and that's all we're looking for. We typically are going to talk about a lot of stuff, but this week, just because it's dear, near and dear to our hearts, we're going to keep it all NFL related since it is Combine weekend. We are going to touch on the Combine. We got a handful of other things we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to start off think with uh we're going to talk about the overtime rule that uh yes. Andy Reid has asked the NFL to change uh the current rule states that the winner of the coin toss gets to choose whether they receive or or defend and if a team scores a touchdown with their first possession that is the ball game if they score a field goal or do not score then the other team gets a possession and then it goes from there first person to scores uh I'm gonna let Mike start off on this one because he's got some pretty passionate, um, even if they are uh, poorly directed, thoughts on the situation. Of all people, I couldn't believe it was Andy Reid that came up with it. Can you believe that? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Look, my thoughts on the NFL over time is it's a broken system. Um, a lot of NFL, NFL purists will always say that it's, it's fine, it's late, they like the way it is. Um, we'll say if you don't like it, you should score, whatever. I, given the choice between the two, I would take college over NFL any day of the week. If the NFL disappeared tomorrow, I'd be okay with it as long as the NCAA was still Shut your filthy mouth. And I will say that every single time. However, I am an NFL fan. I was fortunate enough, unfortunate enough to grow up in, you know, north of Detroit, a Lions fan, lifelong. Um, I hate the overtime system. Watching the game this year with the Chiefs, watching them lose in a playoff game, which was very entertaining, Without touching the ball, I think that's wrong. I think it's a broken system, and I'd rather see it go to an NFL or college-style overtime where both teams get a shot. And I know they implemented this 
half-ass fix with the field goal rule. Um, I still think it's it's broken and needs to be fixed, and I think Andy Reid's right. I like the college system better myself. Uh, I think that if you're going to implement that in the, in the pros, you're going to have to start from the 40 or the 45. Got too many guys that can kick 60-yard field goals at will now. I know kickers are rolling through the, 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 through the league right now at an alarming rate. Uh, rest in peace, Cody Parkey. Um, but you got just too many. Too, there's too much talent on the NFL level right now. Uh, you're kicking, you're kicking 50, 55, 60 yards. I mean, what if you've got Zerline on your team? So you're playing for overtime at this point. Uh, the numbers have shown uh, from the articles that I've read that the team that wins the coin toss wins the wins the ball game around 50% of the time. So I don't know if I would say it's a broken system. I would say that there's a lot of people that are butthurt over the fact that the Patriots went to the Super Bowl again and they're blaming, uh, they're blaming an overtime system. Uh, it's, it's, it's more than just one possession in a game. It's like blaming the referee at the end of a game because that call screwed us out of something. You had the whole game to, to do what you needed to do. I don't know that I completely like the system. I do think that they might be able to change it, but I don't know what they're going to change it to. What if you say, okay, um, you know, if you score a touchdown, then the other team has scored a touchdown. What if that team scores a touchdown? I don't, I don't think you'll ever see them starting from the 40 or the 45 in the NFL. I don't, I don't think that's what the NFL thinks people want. And I don't think people are smart enough to tell the NFL what they want by turning the system, the, the TV off. To back you up on one point, don't refs always fuck up a game? Uh, yes, we do it on a regular basis. Now, for those of you listening at home, Greg is a local high school referee um i've known greg a while i've been to he's refed a lot of games uh ref games for my son and i am he was young. not good he's been don't sell yourself <laughs> short judge you're a tremendous slouch um so yeah i rib him for being a ref a, a lot but that being said i think overtime needs to have both teams touch the ball regardless if there's a, a score touchdown field goal whatever the college system i think is perfect um it's exciting and you get a true winner at the end of the game and that's where I stand on it. Yeah, I can't say you're wrong. I, I, think, I think one of the reasons that you won't see it change this year is because of the way the NFL views its ratings. Uh, let's go, for instance, that you're going to talk about a regular season game. You've got um, week, week three, and you've got the Browns and the Steelers again. And it ended in a tie after 15 minutes because neither one of them was good enough. They already made that rule where you only go eight minutes. Uh, I don't like ties, but... What happens if, uh, what would have happened, let's, let's say, if the uh, Saints and the Chiefs, excuse me, the, the, the Saints and the Rams had gone back and forth for an hour and a half? What would that have done to the AFC Championship game ratings? Because people are not going to turn off uh, uh, going to the Super Bowl winner-takes-all game to go and watch another game. So that would have killed the ratings. And then who would have been pissed off? NBC would have been pissed off because, well, you're not going to charge us that much for your commercials next year. Funny you should say that because the the week before I'm, I'm sorry the championship games both went to overtime both super exciting doomed the Super Bowl there's no way the Super Bowl was going to live up to that week I was very very happy with the results of the Super Bowl also for those of you listening at home Greg is a devout <laughs> Patriots fan like hardcore so you will get a lot of Patriots love from Greg. One of the reasons that I'm a Patriots fan is because their quarterback came from the greatest college, uh, excuse me, the second greatest college in the history of man, Michigan Wolverines. We can say the greatest, but we will get to that. <laughs> we have that on the list, but we will get to that. So I stand on overtime, switch to, switch to the college system. If you want to tweak it here and there, 50-yard line I think is great at that level with that talent. You should you should back it up. Something I didn't touch on with there uh, is my, my reasoning for you got to back it up is what if you are – 
2003, uh, I think it was the 2003 Ravens who won the Super Bowl with that unbelievable defense with Ray Lewis and, and, um, and all those guys. What if you're a defensive team? What, what if that's how you play? Your offense is subpar. You've got Trent Dilfer at quarterback. You, you score. You average the legend. 15, the, the legend, the man, the myth. You've got, a, you've got a quarterback who averages four passing yards a game. And uh, you're based on defense, and, and you're, you're all about changing that field position and just pounding the ball up the middle. How do, you, how do you make that work for you in overtime at the 25? Yeah, you can kick a field goal, but if that other team gets lucky, your defender falls down, uh, they, they run a Philly special, or they, they do something to trick you, it's over, and your team is, is left holding the bag. The NFL does not put a precedent, excuse me, they do not put an emphasis on defense and they don't want to see defensive football teams out there competing. And I think that's one of the reasons that they've, they've, they've gone and, and have set the, off the, the overtime up this way. I think it should change. I don't think it will change. It won't change because the NFL can give a shit about its fans. And they've proved that. On is, there, is there an echo in here? The NFL doesn't give a shit about its fans. I, yes. I heard an echo. Yes. I heard an echo. It's, okay. I firmly believe that. I think Roger Goodell is the biggest fan to ever sit. The NFL since the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, that's uh, interesting that you bring that up because uh, uh, next topic we'd like to top t- uh, t- touch on here this week is uh, you'll have to forgive me. I'm going to learn English next week. Is uh, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell? Uh, we're going to talk about a, a football team in the Steelers who, for the last ten years, have been competitive every week they play football. Every week they show up, no matter who they're playing, no matter where they're playing, and it's it comes down to a dropped pass or uh, just something silly that, that they are typically in it all the time. They go to the playoffs. They go to the AFC Championship games. Uh, to me, uh, one of the better organizations in the league as far as from the top to the bottom. They don't mind paying their players. They don't mind paying for free agents. They try and do stuff smart. And uh, this year, we had a team coming in that uh, got thumped by Jacksonville in the, in the divisional round last year, uh, the previous year, 2017, 2018. And uh, they, were, they, were super, they were a lot of people who picked them to go to the Super Bowl. And by the end of the season, they were an absolute tire fire. They, 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 were, not, they were not fun to watch. Um, Antonio Brown. You know what? Let's start with Le'Veon Bell because his his bullshit started right at the beginning of the season. I have I don't understand why someone can tell me I'm only going to get to make fourteen and a half million dollars this year to do what I've worked my whole life to do, and I'm going to say I'm not happy with that. Here's my biggest problem with the NFL as far as situations like Le'Veon Bell. First of all, he went to Michigan State, so I expect that. Agreed. Second of all, contracts in the NFL are out of control. What did Aaron Rodgers just get? He got everything but the ownership Iron Throne. Not that you've watched Game of Thrones yet, but we're going to fix that. Um, contracts in the NFL are too long. There's too, there's too much going into these contracts. And what is the point of having a contract if a player can turn around and say, well, I'm not going to finish it out. I'm going to sit here until you pay me more money, which is exactly what happened with Bell. Set out an entire season. My fantasy keeper, you son of a bitch. Um why have these contracts? Why not go bring it down to just a one or two year contract for everybody? Because those guys don't want one or two years. They want they want a guaranteed five years. They want uh, they want some financial stability. Uh, I say that if you work a year at fourteen and a half million dollars and you don't have financial stability, well then that's your fucking problem, bro. Because I've been living on like eight dollars a year of my life. Yeah. Um, I understand that it's a game where you can get hurt. I understand that there's a lot of money involved, and I understand that a lot of these guys need to get paid. But when, you, when you're going to be paid as the top three at your position, an average of the top three, or I think it's the top five, 
you, you need to go out and show that if you don't want to be a stealer anymore, in my opinion, you need to go out and show that no matter what your situation is, when the going gets rough, well, you know what, I'm not happy with what's going on right now, but I'm going to try and fix that next year. There's no way the Steelers were going to put him on a franchise tag this year because it would have cost him over $20 million. You're not going to pay $20 million for a wide receiver and a quarterback and a running back. Can we just get rid of Tony Parker, please? It's, uh, how many times do you, have you ever heard of a player go, you got franchised? Oh, yay, awesome, and they celebrate. No, they get pissed and they want to hold out. They want a better contract. They yeah. want to go somewhere they, else. They want, they want the long-term deal. So in, in, in reality, if, if Le'Veon Bell would have went somewhere else and he said he should have been paid like a top-five running back, if he'd have went somewhere else, who was going to pay him $14 million a year for five years? Nobody's going to pay that for a running back, not in this league. And I think that that's something they don't understand. The concept of teamwork is gone because I'll tell you what, Le'Veon, you can make $14.5 million a year and you can go play for the Jets. And let's see you have about 600 yards rushing and you'll probably be out week four because your spleen got crushed because the offensive, the, the offensive line of the Jets don't know how to block. You're in a situation where you were literally a Super Bowl contender your entire career. And now you've made it about money and about how you're being treated like shit. And I, I don't understand it. I know that we don't live that, but I, I, we're just normal guys. We don't have to deal with that type of money or that type of responsibility. But you know what? I can't tell you how many days I get up and I have to go to work and I'm like, man, I don't want to fucking do this. And yet I drag my sorry ass over there and I knock it out because that's what you got to do. You got you got to play. Who wants who wants to sign Le'Veon Bell right now? Who legitimately is looking at Le'Veon Bell going, you know what? I'll pay that for Le'Veon Bell because that guy's going to make our team better. We ain't going to be able to afford anybody else. Right. Um, I get up every morning hoping to be franchise tagged. I just want to say that because I think it'd be great. Tell so you who wanted to pay that to Le'Veon Bell, Detroit fans. Le'Veon Bell and going to be our next topic here is Antonio Brown. That when those names were up there, um, being a unfortunate Lions fan my whole life, I keep in touch with you know a lot of stuff going on back home. Fans were like, "Why not? I mean, can't get any worse. It, it really can't." But that being said, I think these contracts are out of control. Um, What's the point of having them? Because how many players actually play out their contracts without holding out or wanting more money? And I, it sucks, and honestly, it takes a lot of the allure away to the NFL for me. It's in the vein. It's in the vein of uh, guys that get a full ride to college and they leave when they're you know juniors. Uh, I, I think these guys sign these contracts. I don't think there's a lot of loyalty. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown's been spewing a lot of garbage, really, as far as I'm concerned, out of his mouth. I got a couple of friends who live in Pittsburgh, and they're just straight up get your sorry ass out of my town. Um, it's unfortunate because he is legitimately, in my opinion, the only wide receiver in the NFL that is matchup proof. There is nowhere, there is no one that he goes to play that he does not catch uh, seven or eight balls a game for a minimum of 80, 90 yards. Uh, I'm going to tell you what happened to Antonio Brown this year. Antonio Brown, the going got hard, uh, and there was somebody else open on the other side of the field, which has not happened since Antonio Brown's been there, and he didn't want to share the spotlight with Juju. That's a great name, right? That's one of the great names in football, Juju Beanhead Smith, Schuster Smith. Uh, I drafted him specifically. Tremendous football player. Uh, he's got a lot of talent. Uh, was a great college player, a great pro player. He had more receiving yards this year than Antonio Brown. And that's where, uh, from the articles I read, now, again, you look at stuff on the internet like I do. Um, I'm not privy to, you know, get the stuff that ESPN gets. I don't know where it's coming from. Adam Schefter, all those breaks right. and scoops. You hear him talking about how his, his, his shit erupted with Ben Roethlisberger uh, practice the day after the team elected Juju Smith-Schuster the MVP. Um... You know what? Uh, the way he's been talking, I'm 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 loath or uh, tend to agree with that. Well, here's here's the quote. Here's part of the quote from Antonio Brown. I don't even have to play football if I don't want. 
I don't even need the game. I want the game, but I don't need to prove nothing to anyone. If they want to play, they're going to play by my rules. If not, I don't need to play. End quote. And do I say, what do I say? Get the fuck out. That's crazy because um, as someone who works for a living and, and literally owns their own company, I don't get to play by my own rules. You're doing, uh, you're doing uh, something for other people that are writing your check. You've got to play by their rules. That's, that's, a, that's a moronic statement. You're going to go somewhere. You're going to play football. You're not going to be as good because even Larry Fitzgerald, who, in my opinion, is one of the greatest wide receivers that have ever played in the NFL, his, his mentality, his work ethic, his, his demeanor, just the fact that he has been on a shitty football team for most of his wait, career. Do you mean he's a professional? Oh, my God, a professional. <laughs> Hold on. Can, can, I'm going to ask the producer to look that word up for me because I've never heard that before. It's a scary uh, word to use in the NFL. He said that Antonio Brown does not appreciate what he has in Ben Roethlisberger. Like Ben Roethlisberger or not like Ben Roethlisberger, that son of a bitch has just gone out on the football field every week, played his ass off, and kept his team competitive. Go play for the Bills. How good do you think you're going to be if you're on the Bills? Come play for the Bucks. They got a number one. They got a number one quarterback. They had a top ten offense last year. You think you're going to be good there? What if you get stuck and someone says, "Hey, um, we'd really like you to come to San Francisco. You really want to go to San Francisco, Antonio? Really want to go to San Francisco? Okay, I guess you'd cash in your check and, and mail it in. That's good for you." Incredible receiver. He's very talented. He's almost as talented as Ben Roethlisberger's security detail at the local bar. I'm just, just, just saying, super talented. Uh, they, they don't let Ben Roethlisberger in the stalls in the bathrooms anymore. Uh, but you know, that's that's another show. Nobody makes video evidence disappear quicker than Ben Roethlisberger's. Hillary Clinton. Oh. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So yeah, I think he's a multi-million dollar athlete with a 10 cent brain, and that just unfortunately is very, very common in the NFL. It's a shame too, because after, up until this year, I thought that he was a pretty a consummate professional. I really did. You know, he was just a guy that I love. I love those guys that go out and they and they they play football. Um, it'll come up again later in the show. That's one of the things I love about the Patriots. It's never it's never a me show. Um, I played I played football as a kid. I played football in high school. I spent seven years in the Marine Corps. It was never a me thing. It's always it was always a team thing. And I don't care how good you are as a receiver. If you don't have a guy that can throw you the ball, you're done. I don't care how good you are as a running back. If you don't have an offensive line that can block, you're done. Uh, hello, Detroit Lions, anybody? Yeah. You son of a bitch. Um, we've got. In fact, you know what? Let's just go right into that because that is one thing that's on the list that it just. I am not in any way a diehard Patriots fan by any means. I'm not associated with them. I didn't grow up there or anything like that. But the overwhelming hate for the Patriots in the NFL is something that um, it's it's hard to ignore. I have a, you know, a few buddies, a very good friend of mine, Nick, who's a diehard Broncos fan that I know will be listening. Um, Tom Brady is his biggest, and like he despises Tom Brady. And the overwhelming hate for the Patriots is it boils down to one simple thing. They win. Everybody hates a winner. And they all do it. And I remember back when the Cowboys had their run of that two or three Super Bowls within, I think it was a three or four year run when they had Irvin and, and all those guys. Everybody hated them, and that's because they were winning and they were beating people every single week and every single year. It boils down to everybody hates a winner. But if you remember back to jump to another sport, the Boston Red Sox. When they finally won their first World Series, it's like everybody was rooting for the Red Sox because they finally got over that. It had been, I think it had been 613 years since they won a World Series. Just shy of a Lord of the Rings movie, yes. 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 Um, 
But that being said, when they won a couple of them, everybody hated them. Everybody couldn't stand the, 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 the Red Sox. But it's the same thing. Everybody hates them. Everybody hates Tom Brady. What does Tom Brady do off the field that warrants that hate? Brady doesn't do anything off the field that warrants anything. You never see any BS come from him. You, you can talk about Deflategate. I'm going to tell you to shove Deflategate up your ass. Uh, anytime, anytime somebody writes a, an 80-page document on something and says we think Tom Brady had some ideas, if you you wouldn't convict somebody in a court of law on that. We'll talk about the cheating allegations in a minute. Yeah, and Tom, I have a defense attorney on speed dial right now, Richard, awesome. that, that I can call him and ask him because that's I know awesome. he's listening to. But in a, in let's a, go back to that because I'm glad you said that. Deflategate. One of my favorite, dumbest things ever in the NFL since William Clay Ford. <laughs> Why in the world or how in the world are you, you will never convince me that a professional quarterback takes a couple pounds of air out of the ball and that helps him win and, and that makes him, let's you or I take a football out there, deflate it a couple pounds, and all of a sudden you're telling me that I'm going to be a superstar quarterback? The only argument you can make for a flatter ball is the fact that it's easier for the wide receivers and the running backs to not fumble. Okay. That, that, that's an argument that I can make. That doesn't mean the quarterback made that decision. Especially at that time, the Patriots were a pass-based offense. They did not have, that wasn't the Corey Dillon years, that wasn't the LeGarrette Blount years. That was, that was a, uh, an area where they, were, they still had the Wes Welker and they, they, were, they were throwing the ball around the field. A flat ball, to me, does not make a better as somebody who played, I know, I know it's ridiculous to say quarterback in high school and, and, and in youth, a flatter ball doesn't help. If you've got small hands, maybe. You can flip that, though, because I, and I wish we knew we were going to talk about this specifically. I would have looked it up. When that whole thing was going on, I remember reading an article about different quarterbacks like to have their balls a certain massage. way. Oh, massage. sorry. Yes, that's after the game. Yes. Aaron Rodgers specifically play, likes his, not overinflated, but it's to the max. Yes. He wants as much air in it as possible. That's him. I, I, I don't know, but you can't tell me that a couple pounds of air in a ball is going to be worthy of giving a quarterback an advantage that warrants the atrocity that the NFL came up with, this whole investigation over a couple pounds of air in a goddamn football. Well, over, let's start with that. Uh, you'd bring a ball in from a football field that was, I think it was in the teens that day, and you bring it into a locker room and you take the measurements immediately. Uh, the air is going to be low. It's 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 basic science. Um, all all the people who are preaching to me about global warming <clears throat> understands that when it's colder, the air pressures are, are lower. Now they say, well, the Colts balls didn't do that. Yeah, the Colts balls sat in the in the locker rooms for almost 25 minutes, and they had a wider variation of of print of, of of ranges on their psis. But my answer to you is. You can take that whole flat thing and shove it up your ass again because the score at halftime was 10 to 3. They caught the flat balls at halftime, supposedly the flat ones. The mm -hmm. final was 35 to 10. So when they played with the properly inflated balls, they literally put their foot in Indianapolis' ass right. the entire second half. And, and that's just one long instance of the reason people love to hate the Patriots. And it really, like you said, and like I said, it boils down to winning. People hate Tom Brady because now he's got six Super Bowls. I view it completely different. Yes, I am a lifelong, diehard Michigan Wolverine fan. He came from Michigan. The story of him coming up, he wasn't even on the, he wasn't even on the top three in the depth chart when he first got there. Um, it's the long, everybody can Google it. Everyone already knows it because everyone hates him enough and they've heard enough about it. The story of what we're seeing, the run that the Patriots had is nothing short of just astonishing. How many years now straight in the AFC Championship game? Uh, this year was nine. 
mean, when this run ends, and it will, it always does, you'll probably never see that again in our lifetime. You probably never will. You'll never see that in any sport again. In, in, a, in a league that's designed for parity, uh, the, the last-place team plays last-place teams next year. The first-place team this year plays first-place teams next year. Uh, the, first, the, the Super Bowl winner drafts last. Uh, free agency, uh, salary caps, people retiring, all that stuff. It's designed to make it to where it's hard for you to repeat, to repeat, to repeat. That's why when you look at teams like the Green Bay Packers in the 60s, the, 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 the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 70s, those guys went out and they found talent. They drafted it, they scouted it, and they built a team, and nothing happened with that team. There was no free agency. You didn't trade. Um, to find the core of players... You mean they played off the line? Please, please, know, crazy. stop arguing with facts. You're, you're confusing the shit out of me here. You, these guys went out and they found a, group, a core group of guys that knew how to play football. They kept them together and they dominated. And when free agency showed up, you had the 49ers in the 80s. They got lucky. Not lucky. They got that draft pick with Joe Montana. Then they got they had Jerry Rice. That was a, that was a football team. They dominated for ten years. It was and the Cowboys dominated. It was. And the Cowboys dominated for for the for the 90s. Uh, and then the Patriots came along. They've done it for. This is going to be 18 years coming up now. You have a you have an organization that knows how to play football. They know how to take guys that are casts off cast offs. They they maybe not be the ultimate at their their at their level. But you also have a quarterback on that team that's making uh, not top ten money, so they can pay other people. No wonder Green Bay sucks. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's getting 98.6% of their salary cap money, and they, they called me to try out for offensive line last year because they couldn't afford anybody else. But you had to work. Yeah. In a country that it's all about being the best, I'm going to go on American Idol because I'm the best singer you've ever seen, or I'm going to go on The Voice, or hey, I'm going to make a movie because I'm the greatest actor. Or Everything is about being the best. You want to be the best auto manufacturer. You want to have the best beer. Now we have a best team, most likely in the history of the NFL, with this run that they've got, and everybody hates them. So does that mean now that Coca-Cola is the best soda, the number one selling soda in the world? Well, fuck that. I ain't drinking that because they're the best. I don't understand that mentality. And I think what it, another thing that it roots back to is, Yes, people are tired of seeing the same thing, and you can correlate that to Alabama in college. Can't argue with him. Do I like him? No. Is Nick Saban an asshole? Yes, he's a colossal asshole, but guess what? He wins. He knows how to win. He's consistent. He does it year after year after year. People hate them. I hate them because I'm tired of seeing them every year. But the answer to that, which I totally agree with, is beat them. And that's what we keep to, uh, seeing with the Patriots. And the thing that I appreciate more with this historic run that they're doing I can't think of another team off the top of my head that does it with plug-and-play players. The, the roster on this team changes every year, yearly. In the, running, in the running Weekly. joke, in the running joke is they're pulling UPS drivers off the street and they're turning them into stud receivers. Take guys with that are that are that are head cases. Randy Moss. Um, I, th I believe I believe that he holds a record for most re uh, touch receiving touchdowns by a wide receiver. Now you took Josh Gordon, and you know what? Josh Gordon just doesn't obviously want to play football. He, he, he'd rather do drugs. Um, guys like um, Wes Welker was a nobody in Miami. Shows up in New England. He's an all-pro. Uh, Edelman was a nobody. Drafted. He was a, he was a quarterback out of high school. Uh, offensive lineman Trent Brown this year, they traded for him. The, the, the 49ers didn't want him. They gave up, a, what, a second or a third round for a guy that was just supposed to be, eh, maybe he makes the team. Dominated at left tackle. Right. And it's all about the coaching. Because all of these coaches that have come out of New England, that have become head coaches, of, how many of them are successful? Not a damn one. Not a one of Mangini, uh, 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 
the, the <laughs> dick. The the uh, the head Ro Cornell, Romeo Cornell, uh, Charlie Weiss. None of these guys. None of these guys were studs after they left. There's obviously something that Bel Belichick knows. He is either hooked up uh, with an umbilical cord to the Emperor from the dark side or something. But this guy, it's just year after year after year. This year, I'm, I watched him as a Patriots fan. I would not have told you, even though in Vegas last year, I put a bet down for them into the Super Bowl. I only did it because they're my team. Mm -hmm. I didn't think they were going to do it. We get to the AFC Championship game, like, oh my God, I don't think they can do it. And they did it. And we got to the Super Bowl, I'm like, oh, I don't know if they can do it. And they did it. And they did it in a way that you would not have expected them to do it. No way would I have told you they would have shut that deep off. Trailing on the road in Arrowhead. Yeah. In the playoffs. Yeah. In a championship game. One of, in my mind, one of the hardest places to play on the road. Um, you could put um, Mile High up there as well. The fans that they have in that city are amazing. It's it's a loud, it's a bucket list game place, honestly. Oh, I'd absolutely. love to see a game there. Um, but another thing that I think it's overshadowed with the Patriots that I appreciate so much of them is they do it their way, and if you don't do it their way, you're gone. They've, they, they've proven Almost it. like you had a real job. Almost like you had a, yeah, shit, there you go with that common sense stuff again. And don't, and, Mark my words, I, I read this somewhere too, and it made a lot of sense. Don't be surprised if Amendola's back in New England next year. Amendola? Yep. Am, Amendola's not football. Danny Amendola? Yeah. Didn't he just play last year? I, if he did, I don't know where he played. It was, yeah, it was nowhere great, but I, there was rumors of him coming back, and it makes... They're going to end up there, because why else would you go to New England? One of my, one of my predictions... You know you're going to win. One of my predictions is they go after Adam Humphreys from Tampa Bay. Because he's he's a perfect successor to Edelman, and he, and he's and he's and he's got speed. Um, I'd like to go back to the cheating allegations again. Uh, I'd like to talk about the the. There the, was some. Yeah. The, the, what did they call it? They called it Spygate. Oh yes. Okay. Spygate. Uh, apparently, that was something that uh, they legitimately did. They they were filming. They were filming practices. They were filming stuff. Um, I think it's funny that people take. <laughs> It's like watching people post their political rants and stuff on Facebook about how they leave out all the shit they don't want you to know about. They only want you to see the shit, you know. Sure. Uh, I remember, I, I, like it was yesterday, I was actually in Philadelphia for the company I was working for the weekend that that actually happened. And it happened because the Patriots played the Jets with new head coach Eric Mangini, who was one of the coordinators under Bill Belichick, and the Patriots literally beat the shit out of the Jets. It was, it, it, it was bad. And he complained, and they caught them. And I remember on Fox Sunday, somebody asking Jimmy Johnson about, what do you think about that, coach? Did you ever do anything like that? Jimmy Johnson's reply, absolutely. We all do it. We're all looking for an advantage here. He said, did they get caught? Sure, they got caught. Are they going to get punished? Sure, they got punished. Anybody who says shit to me about deflate gate 17 years later, that's why they win, I, w I have this for you. Please go fuck yourself. Because that's the stupidest argument that you could ever come up with in that situation. There's only one person on that team that was a part of that team in that back then. So that's, that's not how it works. Everybody is looking for that advantage. If you think your college that you follow doesn't pay its players, I need you to go check yourself into the methadone clinic right now because you're smoking some good shit. There's, to expand on that even farther, I think you can also take it one step further with Everybody's trying to get an advantage. Why is there tape on teams? You can record every team's game, and they do it every... These guys spend an, an incredible amount of time in the film room. They're watching what? Tapes from games that their team that they're playing that week. Honestly, if you break it all down with 
I know it's scary. Common sense. What the hell's the difference? I'm going to watch a team's practice. To quote the great po- uh, poet Allen Iverson. Practice. Practice? Practice. 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 Practice? You're going to watch game tape, which to me is more valuable anyway. Pra- I don't. It, who cares what they do in practice? Yes, there's game prep. There, there's plays. How many different types of offenses are in the NFL? What are you realistically going to learn from watching a team's practice over their past, say, three or four weeks or years worth of game tape and their offensive schemes, depending on the offensive coordinator they're hiring or the defense, whatever it may be? To me, there's no difference, and you're right. It's a it's an asinine argument. Yeah, it was a rule. They got busted. They got their hands slapped. Whatever. Just like just like the Falcons, just like the Seahawks, just like the Saints, just like all the teams. Everybody's trying. They've got that competitive advantage. It, it comes down to you get tired of seeing the same person win every week unless you're that team's fan. Right. No Pittsburgh Steelers fan was complaining in the 70s about, oh, man, Steelers are winning too much. Yeah, I don't care who you're a fan of. If someone could tell you, hey, look, for the next five, six years, your team is going to be like the Patriots. They may break a few rules here and there, but you're going to see six Super Bowls in the next eight years. Are you yeah. cool with that? And anybody who listen, is listening to this or will hear this at any point, you have to keep this to keep this in mind. Anything that you follow, whether you are, are a movie fan or you're a sports fan, hockey, soccer, lacrosse, tiddlywinks, I don't care. When you are able to root for something and you see them achieve the pinnacle of what they are doing, whether it's a musician that gets a, a, a gold record or a, 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 an artist that sells a piece of a piece of art at a museum for a hundred million dollars. Anytime you get to see somebody achieve that, you, you need to step back and realize how lucky you were. Think about Cubs fans. What'd they go? 80 years? 90 years without a championship? The Red Sox. The, the Detroit with Lions fans. The Eagles until last year. And by the way, to show you that I, I try to stay unbiased, congratulations to the Eagles because you guys played a hell of a football game against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They deserve to win that game. They, Absolutely. They didn't get screwed by anybody. Nobody. No, no, nobody. They won. Flat you, out. When you get to see your team win I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky I'm, I'm primarily a Florida State fan Florida State Seminoles uh, I love their football team I'm 46 years old I have literally watched them play football one year where I'm like huh we really suck <laughs> right I can't tell you how lucky that is you, you, you just you can't even begin to comprehend that so don't hate don't hate on winners be pissed off that your team's not doing what it needs to do to beat them you know what would have swore Alabama had that game locked up this year Clemson, congratulations. I don't I don't care for Clemson. I know some people that I can't right. stand the win to Clemson. Sorry, Clemson. What a great football team. What a ass beating you handed out to a team that was favored in that game. Yeah, I agree. And there's a lot of stuff, and I can relate to that too, because I remember back in 97 when the Red Wings finally won the Cup um, after years of being the dead things in the early, early 80s. And, and um, there's a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning fans right now. They're salivating. I can relate to that. I'm not a Lightning fan. I don't root for them like I don't I don't stand that stay up late watching for them (laughs) but at the same time I can realistically sit back and appreciate what that team's doing this year and honestly deep down for all my buddies and stuff that are Tampa Bay Lightning fans I want them to win because I remember that feeling that I had 97 going to that trophy yes I did get to drink out of the Stanley Cup at a early pregame parade type thing which I just right time how many times did you have to drink twice but it was worth it but with all the Tampa Bay Lightning fans right now, what this team's done this year, they're salivating right now for the playoffs to get here because this team, if they don't win the Cup this year, it's going to be like Washington was for the, the previous four, five, six years where they were the favorites going in and didn't win it. I expect them to win it this year, but 
my point is that taste of when your team finally hits that championship, is, there, there's nothing like it. And, nothing. And, and it's incredible. And people have seen it now. Patriots fans are completely spoiled. I can relate to that because I've seen four Stanley Cups in Detroit since you know I was a kid. Well, Boston as a whole, between the Red Sox and the Celtics and the Patriots in the last 17 years, I think they've been given like 14 championships or uh, 13 or something. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. What a, what, a, what a run. What a run for a city. Because, listen, I remember watching the Patriots when we literally wore bags overhead and we were in our living rooms because that's how bad they sucked. Right. Now, like you said earlier, play devil's advocate, I can understand the hate towards them because people are sick of watching it. Now, if you take a Super Bowl between Cleveland and Detroit... Yeah, it sounds shitty on paper, but now the drama is, oh my God, who's going to be the first team? The, neither of these cities have ever won shit. Yeah. Who's going to be the first? People are going to watch because they want to, who gets that monkey off their back? Yeah, no lie. I would have loved to have seen a New Orleans-Kansas City Super Bowl this year. It would, I, it would have been an unbelievable football game. That, that just, and you know what? Those two Kansas City Patriots uh, games this year were fantastic football games. Both of them right down to the wire. Uh, but that, that Drew Brees versus Patrick Mahomes, that would have been, that would have been a show. That would have been a show. Oh, I totally agree. Um, what Now, to expand on that even farther, to go to our next topic, to stick with the Patriots and Tom Brady, um, why it's even more impressive what he's done, look what he did at the Combine. The jokes about him at the Combine, um, his body type, his body shape, his lack of speed, because it was it was slow. It, it was, it was, he was nothing. You think of a prototypical NFL quarterback, it was not Tom Brady. Not even not even 20 years ago, it wasn't Tom Brady. It, it really was back then, it was not Tom Brady. Absolutely correct. He looked like he got lost on his way to, to his literary arts class. Yeah, like, he, he, yeah absolutely. He, did not, he looked, did not look like a quarterback. And, and to any of you out there who have not seen it, I, I want you to Google Tom Brady's Combine videos. Oh, YouTube. It's absolutely fucking hysterical. It, 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 it's, it's great. Um, for someone to turn into what he's turned into, if you'd have looked at him then... It's almost like watching radio. I, I, it's just, it's, it, it's crazy. It's how yeah. it, it was, it was out, out there. Now, you take that, and that goes into our next topic, the combine. I, for years and years, I know the combine's a big deal. Um, one of the, one of the two guys that I'm friends with uh, that run the Detroit, Detroit sports podcast up in Detroit, um, Adam and John, who are also a big reason that we started doing this, by the way. Um, Adam is on vacation right now, but he was talking about on his show that he was going to DVR the entire combine and just binge watch the shit out of it when he gets home, which I cracked up because I'm like, that's such a waste of DVR space. The combine... I'd rather catch up on Carolina and the city. Sure. Or start watching Game of Thrones, you dumb bastard. <laughs> we'll get to that. The combine is such a colossal waste of time, and it's... I know we were talking about it earlier before we started doing this. It's nothing but a cash grab from the NFL. Um, they can legitimize it all they want. NFL purists can legitimize it all they want. Most of everyone that's listen, listening to this, if you do listen, have played sports either in high school, college, whatever. When's the last time you broad jumped anybody on the football field? I had to broad jump a guy that was passed out in the parking lot at the Circle K the other night uh, to get to my car. Perfect. Um, the scouts weren't happy with my performance. I dropped two rounds, but, but with that hard was work and hard work, dedication. Yeah, exactly. And I set down three of those four six packs. I might clear them next time. I mean, broad jumps are really, really good when you're in college at parties, not on football fields. Um, the, but um, but um, uh, the vertical leap. 
are um, how many NFL players are dunking on the football field? Yeah, I, I know it's important for receivers to go up and, and get a ball, but can't you tell that by their game film, by, by, by their highlights? Um, I just don't get the allure of the combine. Yes, it's in the offseason. It makes the NFL Network relevant. It's, it, it's ratings, I get it. Now, to go into that with a little uh, personal touch to that, everyone's making a big deal about Rashawn Gary, um, big touted defensive lineman coming out of Michigan, who, yes, I'm familiar with and have watched closely over the past couple years. Rashawn Gary ran a 4.6, if I'm not mistaken, this morning. Um, four, four, five, like 4.59. 4.59. People are oh, he's a freak, he's all this stuff. Yes, Rashawn Gary is an athletic freak, but he was not even the most dominant player on Michigan's defensive line for the past two years. I will take Chase Winovich over Rashawn Gary every day of the week because of the way the guy plays football. What do I base that on? The games that I watched. Um, It's it's a sore spot for me, but the Michigan-Ohio State game this year, Rashawn Gary played, he was fucking pathetic. He got got a train ran on him most of the game. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's just it. My point is, it's overrated. You can't tell me that having these guys line up in tights, running forties in their bare feet with no, you know, barely any clothes on, tells you anything. Put like like we said earlier, put Usain Bolt on the forty yard line, let him run. Can you play football? Yeah, look, look how good, not. Look how good that quarterback is dropping back with no rush, with no defender on that receiver. And I'm still watching these quarterbacks miss these wide receivers uh, with no pressure. With no pressure. That's what. I'm, yeah, I. I you know what, the Combine, I understand why the NFL does it. I, I think that they want one local place where everybody can send their scouts. Uh, I think that they want to talk to these kids. I think they want to find out what they've got. I, they want to, you know, they want to do this, um, what's the test they take? The, uh, the, the Wonderlick the test. They yep. want to take that. They want to find out. You know what, the bottom line is there, there's several things that you can't measure when it comes to playing football. You can't measure heart. You can't measure... Uh, the things that somebody's going to put into it after the, after the day. Uh, let, let John Ross, we were talking about earlier, John Ross. What, what a prime example. This guy shows up at the Combine. He's probably going to be a third or fourth round draft pick. And just because he runs a 4-2-2-40, I think it was a 4-2-2 or a 4-2-7 or some, somewhere in there, he beat Chris Johnson's record. And, and this guy shows up, and he jumped up into the first round, and the Cincinnati Bengals taken. And he's so good right now that we couldn't even remember his fucking name without Googling him, knowing who we were talking about. None, none of that, none of that matters. When I watch tape, you know what? When I watch a team, let's like, let's just go, let's just go home, homegrown for Mike. When I watch a team like Central Michigan play their money grab for the year and they play Michigan, and I see this running back from Central Michigan that might run for eighty or ninety yards against Michigan, that's the guy that I want to talk to. That's what I want to see. I want to see him at game speed. I want to see him in pads. I want to see him make real defenders miss. Cones don't move. The cones are going nowhere. I can practice that same thing. That's just like playing a stupid ass video game where you got to make the hamburger. I got to click this, click this, click this. It's that's not what happens. That's not what happens in a game situation. There's no football ability there. None to a point. Yeah. I can understand the fundamentals of it. Just basic body movement, speed. I I get all that. But to have it on TV covered, um, to have everyone just ooh and ah over people and that, it, another game, another name that um, I brought up that. Is, is really telling, and I know there's tons and tons of examples, but, you know, we only have so much time. Um, Chris Henry, when he blew up at the draft. Heisman Trophy, if I remember correctly. Uh, bench press speed, everything was amazing. You know, this running back coming out. Well, he goes to Arizona. It took him four years to rush for 892 yards. 
Yeah. It took him four years to not even break a thousand yards in a running offense. But he did good at the at the combine. Oh yay! Whoa! Yay! Yeah, I can nail an interview to be a you know a marketing director for the Tampa Bay Lightning. That doesn't mean I'm going to be any fucking good at it. Right. Um. So yeah, it's just it's something I just think it's overblown. I can't stand the combine. It's dumb. I'd rather be watching hockey right now anyway because it's relevant. Here's here's the part that I love. We're going to talk about uh, player X who everybody expected to come to the combine. There's a couple of offensive linemen that I just by watching my my news feed, you know, I see these guys and oh, it's, oh man, he did he just really disappointed. He he didn't run as fast as they wanted and and this and that. So he plays college football for 4 years and one day at the combine knocks his draft stock by two rounds. But we're going to see him at his college pro day in a month, and they're going to talk about, oh, wow, he really corrected himself. Please shut the fuck up. The NFL in the offseason has turned to me. It's it's like WWE to me. It's like, what can we do to just keep them interested Mm -hmm. so that we make sure they're there the weekend after Labor Day so that we can watch it all? You know what the bad part is? They keep jingling the keys, and I keep looking at them. That's the other problem. You're the NFL. You are the pinnacle. You are the top when it comes to football on this planet. Argue yes or yes or no or whatever you want to believe, that's the case. It doesn't matter. People are going to watch. The combine goes away. All that stuff goes away. You don't hear the letters NFL for seven months. Where are you going to be in late August? You're going to be watching the Hall of Fame game for five minutes. And then when that season starts... Or, or the whole thing. Week Or the whole thing. Week one, I'm a dork. I'll, I'll watch the first week of preseason for like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. Get back to me in four weeks. That's a whole nother argument. Preseason's way too fucking long. Agreed. On week one, the point is everyone's going to be there. Absolutely. Everyone's going to watch. Hate the NFL or not, we all have problems with the NFL, but we all are going to watch because we're football, sports, sheep, and it doesn't matter. We're going to be there. No matter how fucked up their systems are, their rules are, and Goodell, we're all going to be there. But true. Yeah, and, and, and it's going to continue to be that way until people turn it off. And there was a lot of people that turned it off last year because of the kneeling thing. And you know, I get I get where people are coming from. I'm not even going to not even going to oh, open yeah. that. We're not even, even open that open up for debate. The There's a lot of things. You know, they said that the viewership in New Orleans this year was the lowest ever for a Super Bowl in New Orleans. And I totally get it. I got to be honest with you. If I was a New Orleans Saints fan, I probably still would have watched the Super Bowl to root against the Rams, just because I was pissed mm-hmm. so to, kudos to you new orleans if any if there's anybody there that hears this right. good for you of course if i lived in new orleans it'd be hard to watch tv on the weekends anyway i'd probably be you know face down in a gutter on bourbon street somewhere too so full of gumbo. absolutely I mean, jambalaya touch on it a little bit if you want when that whole kneeling thing started i was disgusted by it um you of united states marine thank you for your service by the way uh, my son who's now in the army at fort hood texas uh, when i see that shit I'll tell you what, when I see Caps out of the league, good. Fuck him. And that and that's how I, that's my personal feeling. And if you feel differently or want to argue about it, please hit us on Facebook and let, let, let your opinions known. It's the wrong platform. It's the wrong place to do it. We won't get in a long, drawn-out thing over it. Yeah. But if you want to kneel during the anthem, fuck off. I feel I fully support their right to to protest and say what they want. I don't, 100%. I don't, I don't feel like they did it at the right. You have... The way I feel about it is, is you had access after every game where you were required to be made available to the reporters. You could have said whatever you wanted at that point. You could have taken a knee on the sideline uh, during America the Beautiful or whatever. I, I, you know what? I understand what he's saying. I get it. I just don't know that I agree 
with with how they how they did it. But especially, I'm, I'm just I, I'm a nobody in that sense. Especially so. with the world we live in today, where the military is a big deal and finally getting the due that it deserves as and far as being respected. And I'll tell you this too: a lot of people that say that somebody that says that is a racist, I can tell you right now, in my honest opinion, if you judge anybody by the color of their skin. You don't deserve you don't deserve another breath. You're that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. So And I'll say this to wrap up this little mini side rant. Cap's not out of the league for kneeling. He's out of the league because he refused the contract that the Denver Broncos offered him and he does not fit into any offense in the NFL. And he's also out of the league because he's a shit quarterback. What what common sense? What? No, stop it. Stop it. I know. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that ends that. If you kneel, you're a douche. Okay. Now we are at the pinnacle of our podcast we say pinnacle because we're excited about it what started this whole shit show yeah we're gonna do our top five list we had a we had a dozen categories that we debated over this week but we decided since we did a an all nfl episode which will not be the case we will, we will probably never do an all nfl net episode again we're going to bounce our stuff we're going to plan on doing if we do i'm going to kneel I, I don't blame you uh i'm gonna and i'm gonna hang the iraqi flag <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do things like some spoiler episodes where maybe we go and see a movie and we talk about it. Uh, I'd love to do it with the with the new Avengers movie coming out, things Captain like that. Marvel. Captain Marvel, things like that. But just because we did all NFL this week, we're going to do a top five. We're going to do a top five list this week, and we, we like to we like to change it up. There's lots of people who'd like to talk about the top five, um, the top five NFL franchises of all time. Well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna flip that on its head, and we're gonna do the top five worst. NFL, flip it on its ass because that's where these franchises have lived their life. We're the top five worst NFL franchises in the history of the NFL since the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl era, so we're talking 53 years. No. <clears throat> Keep in mind, we do acknowledge some of these teams are newer than others. You've got the, the, the five or the six expansion teams. You know, you've got the, the Baltimore Ravens who were the Cleveland Browns. You've got the Cleveland Browns who are, I'm sorry to say, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you got teams like the Houston Texans, who I will honestly admit that I completely took out of my of my uh, idea because in 15 years, it's not fair to rank you. You're in a tough division. You were playing against Peyton Manning for all those years, but but for the most part, we we uh, we we came across the top five lists, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna start mine off. I'm gonna start off my my fifth worst NFL franchise in the history of the NFL since the Super Bowl era is gonna be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now keep in mind, I was born in Tampa Bay in 1972. I was four years old, running around with my brand new Tampa Bay Bucs shirt on. I love the Tampa Bay Bucks. I said I'm a Patriots fan, but the Tampa Bay Bucks are my number one team in my heart. I just know when to not waste my fucking time. This is a team. Nice. This is a team that in, they they started out they started out 0 26. Okay, I get that that you're a franchise team, but Jesus Christ, 0 26, really? Uh, they have had in their history. They had went one point where they had 12 consecutive seasons where they lost 10 or more games. They have only appeared in 14 playoff games. Uh, yes, they do have a Super Bowl, and you know what? Congratulations, you have a Super Bowl. That was awesome. There's not a lot of teams out there that have not had a few good years in their history, but since that Super Bowl, oh, there is. Yeah, yeah, we'll that's true. We're, that. we're going to get to that. Since that Super Bowl, they have done nothing. I don't know how you get the top five pick every year and you still suck. There was a point back when the blackout rule applied. They did not broadcast a home game for Tampa Bay for three years. Three years. So, having said that, I loved watching my Raiders or my Bucks kick the crap out of the Raiders in that Super Bowl. Uh, you know what? Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, uh, all, all those guys. What a deep, in my opinion, one of the top three defenses in the history of the NFL. 
But you know what? I can't, I can't let one day make up for 50 years of just pure garbage. I can totally agree with that, and I'll go with my number five. Number five worst franchise of all time, Cleveland. Now, I will say, I did have two little notation marks here, but making improvement. Past couple years, they've went out, they've got some players. They've, people were tuning in to see just what was going to happen. Um, but overall, in my lifetime, it's hard to argue more bigger of a shit show than the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I mean, 0 and 16 and 1 and 15. What more do you need? I mean, when your buddy at work is going to take a restroom break and they say they're taking the Browns to the Super Bowl, Bam. what's that tell you? I learned that phrase from you back in the day. So, <laughs> Were we at our favorite place ever? We might have been. Yeah, ever. That's a show for a later day. Yeah. Um, definitely the Cleveland Browns. I Like you know, you had mentioned earlier, how many top draft picks has this team gone through? Um, how many times are you going to miss? Just. Hey, coach, draft me so we can wreck this league. Abysmal. And the only reason I had them at five and not lower was because of the past two years past year, really, of, of their progress. Past 10 games. Past 10 games. But impressive as it was, and as, and I'm not going to lie, it was entertaining as shit to watch. Yeah, I, found, I think they found something in Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, I, for, I'm telling you what, for my money, there wasn't many other quarterbacks that were more fun to watch than this kid play. Yeah, that running back, and his, his name's escaped me, the kid from Georgia, the Chubb. Nick Chubb, probably going to be pretty good for a while. Yeah, <laughs> Chubb, one of the greatest NFL names ever. The whole city of Cleveland. Right, to that kid. yeah, so, good, good football player, literally, and got some good defensive player, uh, good defense, good defensive. Yep. I think, I think coaching was the issue there. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, old boy from Cincinnati that uh, went back to Cincinnati. I try and forget everybody from Cincinnati. Yeah, I got you. Spoilers, uh, that's coming. Yeah, up. he, uh, he, he kind of killed that team. All right, your number four. All right, my number four is going to be the New York Football Jets. J E T S Jets. The only thing that they do well is try and spell their name. Say with what the guy you want. Half naked, but they can spell. Well, okay. Say what you spell. want. Mon- uh, it, when it comes to monosyllabic words that are plural, they're killing it. Yes. New York Jets. They won Super Bowl three on the heels of, uh, or on the arm of uh, Joe Namath, the, the most famous guarantee in the history of sports. Uh, they beat a team that they were not supposed to beat. Uh, they were literally the reason that they decided to go ahead and do the merger after they beat the Baltimore Colts. That was fantastic. What a, what a great piece of football history. What was that, 1969? It's 2019. They have not done fuck all since. They got close a couple times with, uh, with, uh, God, my God, why is his name? Uh, with, the, with, the, with the old boy that's on uh, ESPN now, the defensive coordinator, uh, the head coach. I can't remember his name. Uh, Ryan. With, with Rex, Rex Ryan. With Rex, Rex Ryan. Forgive me, forgive, boy. forgive me, guys. I'm two beers in. Um, Rex. Yeah, Rex Ryan. Uh, you know what, Mark Sanchez, you went to, they, they went to the AFC Championship two years in a row, I think. Other than that, my God, uh, again, how many times are you going to get a top five draft pick and you're not going to have jack shit? Uh, yeah, you're stuck in a, in, a, in a conference or a division with the, with the Patriots. That makes it tough. But you know what? There's no excuse that you still can't. You only play them twice a year. You only play them twice a year. And you have to draft and get better to beat them. And, and you know what the standard is and you can't do it. Uh, in the 80s, they had a couple of teams that might have given, you know, the Dolphins back then were the big thing. Just, just horrible. I, I, you're, you're just, you can't get to the playoffs. You can't win regular season games. When you get to the playoffs, you, you, you stumble over your own feet. And I just, I just think it's absolutely pathetic. The ownership there is bad. You got guys that are first round draft picks that you're literally shipping away. You're not even trading them. You're cutting them after two years. Just, just really, really, really. Uh, thank, thank God the Giants have the, uh, the, the New York has the Giants, or they might have all killed themselves by now. 
walking and then just tripping on, our, on, right. on, on their face. Like, every two games, they just trip and fall on their face. That's the best. And then they get up and they just keep sucking that pacifier. <laughs> All right. Number four for me is in, again, my buddy Nick, the, the Denver fan, will love this, the Oakland Raiders. Now, the reason they make this list, and I do recognize their greatness in the past with Howie Long, and obviously when I was young, Howie Long was one of my favorite players to watch. But recently they have been so bad and made such great – remember Jamarcus Russell? Who? Exactly. Yep. Um, their owner looks like a bad Bond villain. Uh, every time they show Davis on the screen, I'm like, how can one person be that fucked up looking? Rumor, rumor is, is that he's a Beatles fan and he wants one of the haircuts that he saw when he watched A Hard Day's Night. Uh, that's why the bowl haircut still exists. I'm sure they make that with a gold-plated salad bowl. Yes, they do. Whatever. I just think that the moves this team has made, the, the shambles that they're in, the, the whole debacle of Lee. If you look at the city of Oakland and when they play their games on TV... They show the fans, it feels like, almost as much as they show the team. Those fans are insane. Well, they have to. There's jack shit going on in the field. You're watching the Raiders. But that is a testament to their fans that no matter how bad things are, they're still coming, and they're taking that team from those fans. And the Raiders repaid them for that loyalty by bending them over and giving it to them dry and saying, bye-bye, we're going to Las Vegas. Yeah, it was... And I think that move alone warrants them being on that list, um, which... Again, you could also go back to Cleveland, what Cleveland did to those fans. The Cleveland fans deserved a Super Bowl. They just took that team, went to Baltimore, and won it, I believe, a year later. A year later. It wasn't wasn't much. It was long enough to where that still had to stay really bad because I I couldn't imagine what they went through. But the move that Oakland made and has made um, this crazy-ass contract they they brought Gruden back for, and I love Gruden, but I just think that what they've done in the past eight years or whatever, historically bad that they weren't being on that list. I'd like to touch on what you said there. I like John Gruden, but I think John Gruden's place is in the booth. I, I think I think John Gruden is a is a pretty decent offensive mind. But that's I, part of my football. Yeah, I, I think as an NFL head coach, he you know he came into Tampa Bay, he won that Super Bowl, he won it with Tony with uh, Tony Dungy's football team. No, no doubt in my mind. I, I don't care who you are, you don't show up on a team that had a defense like that, and the first thing you do is get rid of John Lynch after you win your Super Bowl. But but um, having said that, I think giving any head coach a ten year. $100 million contract, uh, you, you, Mr. Davis, you literally have too much fucking money because you don't know what to do with Almost it. Almost as crazy as what they gave Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah re- regardless. Same, ridiculous. Same level you are, you are stupidity. Correct. You're correct. All right, we're going to move on to my number three. My number three uh, team is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and I'm counting the St. Louis Cardinals slash Arizona Cardinals here. Um, I don't know what they've ever done. I really don't. I, I, the Cardinals are one of those teams that just kind of sits in mediocrity. Uh, they had the Super Bowl, ironically, in Tampa. What a great Super Bowl that was against mm-hmm. against the the, the Steelers. Um, how 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 many quarterbacks are you going to draft? How 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 many stud offensive players are you going to have? Uh, you have you have one of the best cornerbacks ever in the history of the NFL with Patrick Peterson. You had Tyron Matthew, you had Chandler Jones, you had Larry Fitzgerald, and you were still dead last. You're drafting in the top five every year. You had had a couple good years with Carson Palmer. If you hadn't had Kurt Warner come to you and revive his career, we wouldn't even know who the fuck you guys were. Right. I don't don't understand it. Um, I'm not an NFL owner. I'm not not a coach. 
But I, I feel like when the rules are the same and everybody's above board and you know what's going on, I don't understand how you can just be bleh for how many years? Right. I, you know, I mean, when somebody asks me, who do you think is the Arizona Cardinals' best player? I go Larry Fitzgerald in the history. And then I go, Dan Deerdorf? I, I mean, seriously? He's an offensive lineman? And we only know him because of Monday Night Football or... or we didn't watch offensive linemen back then because you didn't see him because you only saw the stud teams back in that day. So mm-hmm. I don't even really have anything else to say about him. That's how that's how just average they are to me. You They're just former Michigan Wolverine. I mean former yeah. Michigan Wolverine lineman Dan Deere. I thought that's what you were talking about. Legend. Um, who, who, by the way, I loved listening to as a color commentator. He was I great. could not agree more. Yeah, I just think he was honest and brought just entertainment because he you knew as a lineman he was going to tell you exactly what the fuck he thought. Without a doubt. Loved it. Um, my number three, we won't spend too much time on it because you already covered it, was the Jets. I mean, the, what do you think of most when you think of the Jets? The spelling and the guy in the fire hat. Next. Moving on. <laughs> Your num- oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Buck Bumble? That play made me so happy. I can't hardly stand it. Your number two. My number two is going to be the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I, 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 Mike had a lot of good, uh, had a lot of good comments there, a lot of, a lot of ideas. But I'm going, to say, I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns, and I'm going to say it for this reason. Uh, as I said earlier, I got rid of the Houston Texans because they are so young. But even when I say that, we're still counting the Carolina Panthers, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Seattle Seahawks, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans uh, as teams that are new. The Cleveland Browns are the only team in the NFL who have, excuse me, I take that back. I, that's, that's a previous team. Tread lightly. I'm, I'm going I'm to take that back. The Cleveland Browns have never been to the Super Bowl, obviously. They've never won the AFC Championship game. They've only been to the AFC Championship game twice, which they unfortunately lost to the John Elway-led Raiders, or, or, or John Elway-led Broncos. Apologize. Right. Um, just, it, it's just, I have always said Cleveland is where sports go to die. And if you're not talking about LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers for however many years the Cleveland Cavaliers bought LeBron James, you're talking about a sports city that literally, I, I, they made a fucking movie about the Cleveland Indians, for God's sakes. It's one of the best baseball movies ever made. That's how bad that city is for sports. And, and the Browns have done nothing to change my mind. I enjoyed watching the Browns this past season. I, I, I enjoyed it. They did make a football movie I, about I the did, Browns. They did. They did. And it was, but it was about how they were fucking up the draft. It was complete <laughs> fiction, though. Yes. All complete, complete <laughs> fake. Um, uh, you know, Kevin Costner had a free day. Uh, right. I, just, I, I, I just feel so bad. i got several friends who are Browns fans. I guess the only way that you can say that being a Brown fan is a reason for a living because most Brown fans are Ohio State fans who I don't care for, but at least they win. So just I don't know how you are that bad, how you're that bad for that long. Everybody has the same amount of money to spend. How do you just piss it away and go, yeah, we'll pick that guy? I mean, let's let, okay, I'm going to sum it up in one sentence. Johnny Manziel, your turn, Mike. Um, all right, my number two, fittingly. This one's a little more personal, because growing up in Detroit, I can say as a kid, the very first Super Bowl that I ever watched was this team against the 49ers, was the Cincinnati Bengals, at number two, worst franchise in history. Um, I can't think of another organization that has had the amount of talent come in, go to the playoffs, I believe it was six years in a row, and lose every single first-round playoff game with the same idiotic coach um i've seen so many bad years with the Bengals with talent that was inexcusable to lose with to lose with 
with an owner that does not give a shit. And again, not to get on the whole Pats thing, when you think of Robert Kraft, you think that all oh, that guy massage pro yeah, okay. <laughs> no. Kraft wants to win at all costs. In Detroit, the Red Wings had an owner, Mike Illich, that wanted to win at all costs. He opened the checkbook to bring in whoever, whenever, to make that team win, and he did. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to do it with the Tigers. Came close. But Mike Brown, the owner of the Cincinnati Bengals, could give a rat's ass, and he is so loyal to a fault that he kept Marvin Lewis for God knows whatever reason as the head coach for this team for as long as he did, which was the longest ten at one point the longest tenured head coach in football or second maybe to Bill Belichick. Yes, he was. But kept him for way too long because I don't I can't even tell you why. I just think that that team has been so bad. It's mirror image franchise of my number one, but we'll get to that. Some of these, some of these owners and Mike Brown I, I put into that category are there just because it, they're making money. I, yeah, I, it's it's not. Uh, it used to be these guys owned these teams because they wanted to. They wanted to own a team and they wanted to win a championship and they and they love the sport. Now it's not. It's it's investment groups that buy these teams because they're looking to make money. I mean, the groups that they were talking about selling the Panthers to was like P Diddy and like five other guys. That's not that's not buying something because you want to win a championship. That's because you want to make money. And I think that's where Mike Brown is. I think that's where there's several owners are. Look at the teams that those that, that they had in that in those playoff runs, the, those years, and they were they were competitive with the Steelers. They would they were beating the Steelers. They they were winning. Um, they had a few com or not conference. They had a few division championships in those mm -hmm. years. Yeah, they did. But the players they kept, the Vontez Perfect, the guys that were just freaking cancers on that team, the stupid penalties that cost them games, ended games because of the penalties and the stupid mistakes. Yeah. Nothing changed. Yeah. Those, those guys were brought back every year. Pac-Man Jones, yeah. recently arrested again. Again? Again. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What, did it have anything to do with the strip club? Uh, it was the script club, if I'm not mistaken. It was a script no, club. This just, one was a casino. But, just, you know, I mean, just potato, a, potato. Just, again, multi-million dollar athlete, gifted athlete on the field, yeah. 10 cent brain. So I think they weren't being, oddly enough, number two. All right, my number one, uh, keep in mind that when you hear our number ones, we did make up our list separate. We did discuss it before the show when I told him he can't have my number one. This is my number one. My number one worst franchise in the history of the Super Bowl era for the NFL is going to be the Detroit Lions. Um, yeah, I took it from you. Uh, as, as you can obviously tell, that's both our number ones. Um, I uh, I grew up a Bucks fan. Obviously, they were in the same division. They were in the same division as the, as the Lions. You had no idea what was going to happen uh, because they both sucked so bad. The Detroit Lions are the only team in the NFL other than the Houston Texans that have not hosted or won their conference championship game. Uh, I find that pathetic with the fan base that the Lions have, the way that they sell out the seats. They get to play on Thanksgiving every day, uh, every year. Uh, you've had players come through there. Uh, you know what? I don't give a rat's ass how bad a coach you are. If you can't fucking go to the playoffs and win some games with Barry Sanders, you've got issues. I, I, Mike is closer to this than I am. Uh, I just watch the Lions every year. And it's just, a, it's just a show of mediocrity. In 53 years, you've never even made it one game from the Super Bowl. Um, are they the worst team in the NFL every oh, year? They did. They, they did, did lose the NFC Championship game to the Redskins. Right? You are correct. Absolutely. 38-3 or something. It it was, was, yeah, it was, it was an unwanted yes, sex game for sure. You haven't yeah. seen a beating like that since an Ohio State assistant coach with his girlfriend. That's how the, the, the that's the level of beating that that, that on board. You, yes. you are correct. Thank, thank you for correcting me. True story. But it's not, and, and I don't even look at it as a as a team that has uh, you know a lot of highs and a lot of lows. I look at it as a team that just 
they just they're just they're mediocre and 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 one of three teams in the history of the league to go over in a season the browns the bucks and the and the and the lions over those glorious oh uh, yeah i'm sure it was a, i'm sure it was a good time for all only 16 your turn uh yeah it's you have my no- we we both agree the number one team worst franchise in the history of the nfl the detroit lions in super bowl era um I honestly, growing up there, uh, being a huge fan, going to games, I was at Barry Sanders' first game as a high school kid. Uh, our high school team, we were at the Silverdome. We were slinging hot dogs for fundraiser money, and I believe it was against the Arizona Cardinals. And if I'm wrong, you can Google it. Tell me I'm wrong. But uh, we took a break because we knew we knew something was going on because the roar on the crowd in the Silverdome, and if you're ever familiar with the Silverdome, it, it housed 90,000-plus and, and, and was usually full at 90,000-plus because that's the fan base yes. that that team has. Detroit, a lot of people like to bash Detroit. Um, and if you're going to bash Detroit and tell me it's a shit city, I, I'm going to tell you to go there now, and then you tell me it's a shit city because that's not the case anymore. I was just there recently for a Red Wings game, uh, and they was in town for a Michigan game and went downtown, and it's completely different, but totally different Detroit has been so bad for so long and so average, below average, inexcusably. They can't draft. They f- they mess up their draft completely year after year. How many tight ends are we going to take in the first round? Um, how many busts are we going to get in the first round? How, how many receivers, how many receivers are we going to take that, that, you know, that we're just going to shit can and get rid of? You know, especially back there, there's a big debate. You know, trade Matt Stafford, don't trade Matt Stafford. I don't blame Stafford in any way because the guy – runs for his life the majority of his career. Um, if you were to give you know, him a solid NFL defensive line, I think this guy throws for 5,000 yards every single year, and I think they do win a playoff game because they have athletes that come there. They've had players. We just haven't had historically great coaches in the scenario there, and it's they're, they're not making – when's the last time you heard about the Detroit Lions signing a big prime, big-time name free agent? It doesn't, it doesn't happen because it doesn't happen. Mrs. Ford doesn't want to pay for the, for no, the big-time thing. It's, it's – she is one of those people that says how much she loves the team, honestly. But it is it is a business. Yeah, she does. She is the crypt keeper, yeah. and she's sitting in that big penthouse, counting her Ford Motor Company money, yeah. and could give a rat's ass about the Lions fans. And because, it, it's disgusting because people still go, they, they and they still get the national coverage. I swear to God, Greg, I, I've said this so many times, and when I got to actually go on and talk with those guys that do these Detroit sports podcasts, that was my biggest thing. Stop going. You're that pissed, and you want to really send a message to the ownership? Don't go. I'm not talking the whole season. Have a week. Nobody. Could you imagine an NFL season where no fans showed up? Just in support of, look, we're tired of your shit. Yeah. We're tired of the mediocrity and you know the failure every single year. My father-in-law was a Lions ticket holder, season ticket holder for a lot of years. The year Barry retired, he turned in his tickets, and he's never gone back since. And I can't argue with that. I'd like to know more about that story. But Barry Sanders has never said shit about why he retired when he did. He, uh, people are going, to, are going to speculate about how it's all his health and this yes. and that. You know? But eh, was you no, talk to Barry Sanders, there's nothing about him that does not say compete to win. That doesn't seem like the type of guy. And then to have Calvin, Calvin Johnson do it as well, something, something there just doesn't sit right with me. There was a couple linemen that were let go, and I believe Lomas Brown. All-pro Lomas Brown was one of the few bright spots on the line back then, uh, was let go. There was a, it was real convenient 
that when those linemen were either cut free, I, you know, it's been so long ago I can't remember exactly, but it was soon after that that Barry retired, and it was right before the draft, too, that was another thing. Like, a lot of people hated Barry for it, myself one of them. Like, that's the wrong time to do it. You are just crippled your franchise by losing you right before the draft. But that being said, there's a reason why, because ownership is so goddamn awful that they're just inept, and that's why they're my number one. Oddly enough, I hope this doesn't happen all the time, but ironic that in our first uh, our first top five list we agreed. So I'm going to say that that's a never that's a consensus again. slam dunk. I will make sure that never I'm going to ask you next week just so I can have the same answer you do. Yes. All right. So uh, we're at a point where we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed listening to us as much as we've enjoyed doing this. This has been a labor of love for us for about five years now. We've been discussing it on and off. Uh, uh, met Mike at a, one of the shittiest jobs that I ever had in my life. He was the only reason I even got up and went to work there anymore. I've been friends ever since. I uh, just enjoy being with this guy. Uh, we got we got a producer running this show over here who's going to do some stuff for us. I want to tell him thank you for his time. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to put a picture up on, uh, on well the Facebook for him. Yeah, he's done a great job. Kept kept us kept us with information and everything here. Appreciate that very much, Jacob. Um, I'd like to throw out a couple shout-outs just as a thank you. Um, First one I gotta thank is my wife who's allowing us to use the, the, the spare bedroom here. Uh, happy wife, happy life. Yep, we're all done with that. Um, you know, the guys at the, the Detroit Sports Podcast, uh, I've never met you. I've listened to a few of your uh, mics dealt with you. Thank you very much for your support, for your help. Um, you know, feedback is great. You guys give them a listen. If you like anything to do with Detroit sports or they've got a couple of wrestling ones that they, they, they do. Not even just Detroit yep. sports. If you like sports in general, you don't have to just live in Detroit to listen to these guys. Yes, they do cover our local teams. But they will cover the national, you know, hot topics um, extremely well. Very fun to listen to. You know, they, they keep it within about an hour. It's a great show. Great. Uh, they're very informed with a lot of stuff. They're doing extremely well up there. Um, give them a listen. It's at Detroit Sports Podcast, and their Doc and Jock show comes out every Thursday. Um, another podcast that I listen to quite frequently up there that have given a lot of feedback to is um, Breaking Down the Ring. Um, it's, it's a wrestling show. If you like wrestling, they have a podcast that comes out every week. They do a great job, and they have a live YouTube show that they do every week. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, if, you, if you listen to this and you want to tune in next week, we appreciate that. I promise next week there will be no football talk. We're going to talk about some other stuff. I know that Captain Marvel comes out. Uh, today is today's the second. I think Captain Marvel comes out Friday. Yep. Hopefully we have the opportunity to see it before we release. If not, it will be the next one. But um, we will see that, and I will say that that week uh, we plan on doing a big Marvel episode, and I have a friend of ours that is listening that is a moral expert named Richard. Um, we're going to have him in to visit. To Shut talk up, Richard. <laughs> Richard. Um, <laughs> awesome guy. I got to teach with him. He's uh, a Marvel expert by every stretch of the imagination, and he's looking forward to it as well, and that should be fun. So uh, if you want to follow us, uh, you can go to Facebook, and you can follow us at Top 5 for Fighting. Uh, the only number in the, in the name is the 5. It's all spaced out, Top 5 for Fighting. Um, we, we had a little bit of a glitch with our Twitter name this morning, so we're going to get that corrected and throw that up there. We're going to throw some posts up. We're going to throw a couple pictures of, of what we got going on and what we like to do. Um, Mike, you got anything else you want to say? Yeah, if you want feedback, tell us we're wrong. Uh, 100%. By no means do any of us think that we're smart enough that we know everything. We're just normal guys with normal opinions. Uh, hey, and, and I'll tell you what, uh, I, I don't like to be biased. If you think that I'm wrong, tell me. I mean, be polite about it, you know, but... I, I know. Be rude. No, be polite about Bring it so it. that I can be rude to you. No, you know what? Uh, I, I love having discussions with people who want to discuss. I don't want anybody screaming at me about how I'm fucking stupid because of my beliefs or, or my views. Yeah, I, that's, 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 that, yeah, exactly. That's not what it's about. We love to have discussions. If you got facts and you want to throw them out there, hey, I, you know what? I've been wrong 
up to 17 times today. I'm sure it's going to happen even more, so let me know. Three for me. Three? Three. Three? Yep. Dick. So, I mean, having said that, uh, the way I feel about it is that uh, we're, we're, we're top five for fighting. I'm Greg. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Jacob. It. And uh, as long as you keep listening, we'll keep talking. Thanks. Have a great week. We're going to keep talking anyway, so don't worry about it. Talk to you next week.